Welcome back to JV to the Pros. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey Ramsey. Corey Ramsey talking much smoother and quieter than old Jack there. All right, I'm here with Paco, the last man standing. Hi, Technical in genius. The, Robin with a Y in the nest. That's right, the producer extraordinaire. That's me. Yes. I'm so really all that loudness. I know because <laughs> you were Jack. you were gone for a week. Jack and his shenanigans. Yeah. I traveled through forty states and then flew back. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I got to see the whole country as it's freezing out. And you know, you know the thing about you being gone. Everybody had a chance to talk. <laughs> that was really cool. I mean, like everybody had a chance to talk. I mean, Paco was really talking. We all had airtime. Yeah, everybody had airtime. It's amazing. It was funny because I was talking to my brother up in Vancouver yeah. and he was talking about the fact he goes hey you got a partner oh, wait. Jack what's up oh, with wait, your phone wait, wait, wait. what the you hell you know what I'm glad I didn't shut it off You're supposed to have phones supposed to have off, off. I know I know I know I know I know you guys, Shame on you, Jack. You guys are going to be happy that I... T- Billy! How are you? Wait, who's Billy? Hang on. Let me let me let the audience know who you are because nobody's going to believe me. So I'm going to get you to verify who you are in a second. On the phone is a friend of mine that I've known for years. He's the former center fielder for the New York Yankees. This is Billy Sample from the New York Yankees, Cleveland Indians, and Atlanta Braves. Correct me if I'm wrong, Billy. No, Texas Rangers. And the Texas Rangers. <laughs> I, no, read his, no. I read his Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> Texas Rangers. Actually, Texas Rangers drafted him. You are the former center fielder of the New York Yankees, Texas Rangers, and Atlanta Braves. Close enough. I probably <laughs> played more left than center and more center than right. But I had some outstanding center fielders in Texas. I had Mickey Rivers. Well, most people remember him with the Yankees. I was a teammate with him four and a half years in Texas. And then I had George Wright. They're all outstanding center fielders. So I ended up playing more left than center. But I played center as well. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm sure nobody until about two minutes ago knew that I even knew you. And I think this is kind of cool because I did tell you, I said, call in any time. And we had just started doing the podcast and you called in, right? Usually we shut our phones off. So I'm glad you called in. I thank you. I want to just tell the audience real quick, very odd way that you and I met. Now, we met at a charity event that you are well, very I, connected I with. I think of you as an actor, but I hear that you're <laughs> much more of an athlete. I, I didn't realize if you're pitching. Well, you, you were surprised. Surprised when you said, well, how long did you pitch for? And I said, I'm still pitching. <laughs> yeah, you were like, well, you were pitching a series or something. Uh, no, I'm still pitching. I'm pitching adult baseball. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I'm, you, I'm you actually... You look good. You look like a power pitcher. So, yeah, yeah I kind of pattern myself after Clemens. That's the kind of delivery. I'm just going to keep doing that till the arm gives out. But I wanted to ask you something. Now, that you, know, you had one year with the Yankees. That was 85, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. it was Mattingly's MVP season. Gidry's last 20-win season. I think he won 22 that year. 22. Had Ricky Henderson his first year with the Yankees the first time Dave Winfield and Ken Griffey Sr. in the outfield so I'm with two Hall of Famers an All-Star Game MVP with two World Series rings so I got what crumbs left. Was, <laughs> you didn't get what crumbs. Fourth or fifth outfielder, but, you know, uh, that, that, was, uh, that was kind of outfield most, and some kind of team. Yeah I'll tell you what I mean that 85 I mean there, there was a stretch there where the Yankees were so stacked and it was amazing but in 85 were you a part of the famous George Brett game that was 83 there i was in texas then 
Oh, okay. The, 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 the pine tar with yeah. Billy Martin? That was in 1983. 83, okay, okay. Because I, I thought you must have been on the field when that happened. So, Billy, <laughs> this is Robin. It was so long ago that we don't remember. Now, now and my, producer, my producer is dying to talk to you. So hang on one sec there, Billy. Hang on one sec. Hi, Billy. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, hi, Billy. I'm Robin. And so I'm just wondering, where are you calling from? I am calling from near Paramus, New Jersey. Oh, man. So you're up late. Because it's, what, after 10 o'clock there, huh? Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's after 10. Robin, this is actually early for me. I'm an insomniac. I'm up, oh, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning watching me TV and Turner Classic Movies. And I'm, I'm real bad like that. So you can always get me. If you think it's late out there, just give me a call. I'm still the uh... <laughs> That's good stuff. Hi, Billy. This is Corey Ramsey. And my question for you is, you know, I'm always fascinated by you know, dynasties and greatness. Like I'm a New England Patriots fan and I'm also a Philadelphia Philly fan. So what I wanted to just ask you, what was it like the first time? I mean, you're walking out there in Yankee Stadium, you know, you've got uh, Frank Sinatra playing, you know, New York, New York. I mean, what was it like to put on that uniform with all of those great players and that kind of tradition? Well, Corey, I wish I could tell you that I felt the ghost of Joe DiMaggio when I walked out to center field, but no, (laughs) I'm not the sentiment. What was really cool for me, Corey, was to watch growing up in Southwest Virginia, as I did. And back in those days, the only game I saw was the game of the week. And uh, most of the time, it was the Yankees, uh, even though it wasn't a great period for the Yankees in the 60s, in the late 60s. But because of the media market, I saw a lot of the Yankees. So for me to make it to the major leagues and then interact with some of the people that I watched growing up, Cleet Boyers, the, the Joe Pepitones, and, and I'll be at a fundraiser with Joe, and Joe will crack on me like we were teammates, and I was eight years old when Joe was in the big leagues for the first time. Uh, so that's nice. I've spoken behind Bobby Richardson and broadcast games the same time that Tony Kubek has. So for me, that was really exciting. And, and one of the guys that I, I kind of admired, I didn't have a lot of role models in that sense. Or I didn't copy anybody's batting stance or anything along those lines, but I always admired the classy way that Roy White sort of carried himself and played in the game. And I only had maybe a little over a year where our careers intersected. And I wanted to tell him that at some point, and I didn't. But when I was with the Yankees in 85, Roy was in the front office. And one time I called him over to my clubhouse stall when he was walking through the clubhouse. And I said, Roy, look, I didn't have any role models growing up along those lines, baseball lines or sports lines. But I always admired the classy way that you carried yourself when you played for the Yankees, especially in those years in the, in the late 60s when he was coming up when the team really wasn't that good. And he looked at me and has this voice like Orson Welles. Yeah, Bill, right. I'd harbored this the whole time to tell him and then I told him he didn't believe me. He thought it was a <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. You, you actually answered the other question that I had as far as who you look up to or who, who you pattern yourself after. And you sort of just answered that. So then my next question is, and, you know, I I hear this a lot about athletes. When did you know that it was time to hang up your cleats? Like, was it an injury? Was it just your age? Like, what was it when you said, okay, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm done. Because, you know, athletes like yourself, you have such tremendous drive, you know, and such a will. So I'm just curious about... When did you say, okay, you know what? I'm done. Well, Corey, actually, they did it for me. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Billy, Billy, we're not going to wait for you to decide. We're going to decide for you. (laughs) 
mid-1980s. <laughs> you may remember collusion uh, yes. when the owners had gotten together and not bid on free agents. And when people like Tim Raines or Jack Morris or Andre Dawson were, uh, well, Dawson handed the Cubs a blank contract for them to fill in. Free agents weren't getting, they weren't getting offers. And I was a marginal free agent at best, although I was a lifetime 272 hitter. I hit 285 in a part-time role with Braves in 1986, but I didn't get any offers. And, and I was coming off a knee I had knee surgery. I had meniscus tear, which I still had uh, as recent as three months ago. So it, it didn't, I still could have played. I had wanted to play maybe two more seasons. I figured the way that I had a season on the field and the way I dove after balls that I didn't have a lot left, but I thought I had two solid seasons left. And I'd finished on a good note, but the owners had colluded and they kept people like me out. In fact, I was teammates with Chris Chambliss, and, and we all know what Chris did for New York. But in Atlanta, we were teammates. Mason Chris led the National League in pinch hits, and he hit over 300 in a part-time role, didn't get one offer. So it was pretty overt what the owners were doing, and they were found guilty of collusion. Right. Uh, it cost them $280 million, but well, by the time that settlement came, it was too late for people like me. Yeah, but Billy, uh, that still was a drop in the years left. all they did, right? Billy. I'm, I'm sorry, Jack. I said that $280 million, that was a drop in the bucket for all they got away with. Really? And people like me who claim to have lost jobs because of it, uh, it was hard to prove that. So what they did for it was funny because I was a strong, probably a two-staunch from my own good union man anyway, and I was actually arguing against the union for the framework that they had used to settle to decide how to disperse the money. So for my group, lost jobs claimants, they only had, they took the interest off some of the money and came up with $5 million or roughly $5 million to be split among all the guys who said that they had uh, lost jobs because of the owner's activity and not through some kind of attrition. Right, again, and, again, a drop in the and, bucket. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, really, and Rod Carew was going to get most of that money, so I saw Rodney uh, after that, and I asked him, please leave me some. <laughs> just, leave, just leave me a little bit. <laughs> you know, I worked with Rod on NBC's The Babe Ruth Story. He was was, uh, oh my the, goodness! Yeah, he was actually continuity, and and he was like basically overseeing the authenticity of what was going on. Uh, it was with Stephen Lang starring as Babe Ruth. It wasn't the one with John Goodman. It was the NBC version. It was called the Babe Ruth story. He was on set as basically, you know, as a consultant, as a uh-huh. complete baseball consultant. Yeah. Well, you know what I was going to say. You mentioned Andre Dawson. He hands the Cubs a blank contract, says fill it in, and right. they still jerked him around. Even going back further, yeah, he got. Uh, I believe I believe they filled it in for five hundred thousand. Right. And that was the year he won the MVP. Even though the Cubs finished in the last, and he had the batting, he won the batting title, right? title too. Yeah, he won oh, the batting okay. title. I knew he won the MVP. Okay, but to, oh, but God. to put it in perspective, Mickey Mantle gets the triple crown way back. Yeah, and his and it was a year where his contract was up, and he gets <laughs> well back then there were just one year contracts anyway. Right, his contract's up, yeah. and he, he gets the, the triple crown. What do the Yankees give him? They, they make him a, a cut. No, they gave him the same exact money as the year Ooh. before <laughs> for getting well, the triple crown. Yeah, I mean, even even Yastrzemski was offended by that. I mean, you know, like if you get the triple crown, you should be getting a bonus. You should be getting and and Mickey probably was the greatest switch hitter of all time. But I think you were being a little humble because I happen to know that you were one of the ten toughest strikeouts in all of baseball. <laughs> is that in a fact or not? Yeah, that's a fact. Well, in the a American fact. League in 1983. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you were a tough yeah. guy to strike out. Well, that was our generation, right? Because we that's didn't strike out. No striking out. It's a lot different. Now, yeah, yeah, a lot different 
now. Well, now it's the money ball thing. It's working the counts. It's getting the pitch count up to get because pitchers don't go more than six or seven innings generally. You know, it's just it's just a different game. Yeah, I remember one time we had those sabermetrician. That's what they were called back then. Walked up to me and told me he wanted me to strike out more, and I kind of looked at him a little askew, like why? Because they wanted me to take more pitches, and I was weeding off quite a bit. And it's just I, what do they know? They're not going to walk me to get the bell or Oliver. <laughs> No. <laughs> what were you doing? What were they thinking? I, I just I couldn't work the count. Like I I saw a ball I wanted to hit, especially if it was a fastball. I had a swing for it. I just didn't. It was hard for me to come up with that. But concept that okay yeah work on on base percentage now when i was on base i scored over 41 percent of the time but that shrinking the strike zone to walk i just it was hard for me to do that and and again i'm batting in front of oliver and, and buddy bell and again they're gonna walk me to get to them so. well you, you remember you remember in, uh, was it 88 or 89 jose canseco joins the 40 40 club 40 home runs 40 stolen bases becomes the, right. the man who establishes the 40 40 club now again you're being humble so i'm gonna toot your horn i'm gonna bring you back to 1983 and I, I stole 44 out of 54 52, out of 52 bases yeah. that's right yeah you stole over yeah. 40 bases and, and that and, was a distant fifth <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, ricky, ricky, ricky was Henderson. stealing over 100 you had you had uh, about 20 stolen base intervals going down you had uh, ricky henderson you had willie wilson rudy law julio cruz <laughs> by the time you got to 44 it, it was like you weren't even stealing bases but, I'll, t- I'll tell you uh, but 44, I actually, I spoke to Brian Jordan, the speedy Brian Jordan, and one year he led the league in steals, many years after me, with 44. And that led the league. That's how different the game has changed now. Yeah. I don't know what the league leader was this year in either league, but I, I'm sure it was nowhere near what Ricky was no, Ricky. Ricky was grabbing bags as fast as he can stick his hands out. But, I, but I, I'll tell you what. One, I, one time, Jack, we were in Oakland. We had a three-run lead in the ninth, two out. Ricky's on second, and he goes to steal third. And I thought to myself, please, if he never gets thrown out, please let him get thrown out now because his run meant nothing. <laughs> and he, of course, he steals the base, so it didn't look bad. But if he had gotten thrown out at third base, the game would have been over. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> because he can. And that's why. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Now, now I didn't, I didn't tell you this. Now, let me just. Uh, Billy met, I met at the Penguin Plunge. You know, it's like the polar bear thing where you jump in the ocean in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. And we met down there, and I thought the Penguin Plunge was where they go to this heated pool because it was winter. <laughs> and I thought they go to this heated pool. Surprise! Right, Billy, right? And, and the look on my face, I was like, "Where's the pool?" We were standing on the banks of the Hudson River with chunks of ice floating by. Oh, and, yeah. and, and Billy we're says to me. Beaches of La Jolla. No. <laughs> and you and I said to you, Where they, where's the pool? And you and you pointed at the Hudson River and you said, We're jumping in there. And I remember being so cold I thought my pinky toes were gonna break off when I got out of the water. I couldn't believe how cold it was that day. And you jumped right in like it's for charity. You were like, For charity, and you jumped yeah, right yeah. in. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little touched though. I'm a little crazy. Yeah. Oh, the way it burns though, Jack. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, your body your body is reacting. Cold, but your body just burns. Right. Like it was and did, did you see yeah. those young kids driving in head first and then swimming out to the buoys? I was like, <laughs> I, know. I was like, I know. their arms are going to freeze. Gonna do that. 
Yeah, and they, they swam. They were having a great time. I mean, yeah, yeah. to be 17, right? But they were raising money for charity too. And I'll tell you what, I do appreciate so much you coming on and talking about like the Penguin Plunge and, and your career. And I'll tell you what, we'd love, love to have you back on. I mean, you and I oh, you and sure I chat off, yeah. off the yeah. air, but Anytime. thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to get the rest of the gang to say goodbye, but thank you so much, Billy. Billy Sample, oh, center fielder from the Yankees. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Go, go ahead. Thank you very much, Billy. So I know all about your career. The only thing that I did not believe in was just when Jack said that he had a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is really good when you can set somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Billy, that's a long-time you know, you friendship. Know, yeah. That's a long-time <laughs> friendship we got. And, Billy, we, we appreciate you coming on, and we appreciate your time. And if you're ever in San Diego, by all means, come on by, and you can be a live guest on our show. Oh, that'd be great, Robin. Thank okay. you. I certainly you're, will. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful evening, and uh, we look forward to speaking again soon. By the way, it's cold up here. Oh, over I bet here. it is. Wait, I grew up in Connecticut. What is the temp there? 20, you live in Connecticut? I used to. I grew up in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think they said tonight's going to be the coldest day or evening or night on record. What's the it number? It goes back to 1883 or something like that. That's so it's, yeah. And what is the temperature going to be? Probably 18. Yeah, no. Something you, like that. Enjoy yeah, that. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Billy. <laughs> Billy. Billy. I'm going out there short sleeve. Billy, can you can you hear me? Yeah, I it, hear it's, you. It's, it's 18 here also. We're in San Diego. Oh, Celsius. I'm sorry, what are you? Are you talking Fahrenheit? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> All right, brother. Listen, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a buzz later on this week, and we'll chat some more. Okay, but I appreciate okay. you coming on. Anytime. All right, Billy. Take, care. Take care, man. Bye. So, so that was a great call from Billy Sample. <laughs> Thanks Billy so much, Sample. Jack, for bringing him on. You're very welcome, and I do have a friend here and there. That was awesome. All right. All right. Hey, you're my friend. You just don't admit it yeah. publicly. <laughs> that's yeah. That's true. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, it's our secret. <laughs> All right, that's our secret. All right, let's get into talking about some of the news, some hot topics. There's some stuff that's been going on. We we're gonna go from a, a high point with Billy to kind of disturbing stuff that's been in the news that we're going to need cover because we need to kind of shine a light on it. So let's do it. What do we got going on here, Corey? Well, you know, Jack, there's like more violence going on. I I don't quite know what's happening. Is it, and maybe the rest of you can chime in on this. Are things getting worse? And I don't want to be the old man who says, oh, things are getting worse. And and the younger generation and my generation did this. But I'll tell you, the strange things that I'm I'm hearing, the strange things that I'm seeing. For example, so you have in San Ysidro, uh, you have a guy that goes into a church. Oh, this is the chicken story? I know this story. With a fake $20 bill and and tries to buy some food, gets turned away. He leaves comes back with a gun and shoots up the place. The bill was apparently so, so counterfeit that the girl didn't need to rub a marker on it or anything. It was just a counterfeit bill. And she refused to give him any food or any, you know, product. He goes out to his car, comes back in with a gun. The woman he kills is a newlywed. And she took the job, you know, because she and her husband are trying to make ends meet. I think she was 22, Robin, 22 years old, 23 years old. Something she's 28. Like that. She's 28. 28. Her name is Maribel Dibania. And so she's murdered. And then he shoots a couple other people in, in the 
churches and then takes off in his car and now they're tracking it down because he drove right past a whole bunch of surveillance. So they're able to, they're going to be able to, to actually track down this car because if it's in the area, they'll be able to locate it. They haven't been able to get a license plate. And you're right. I'm wondering, are we getting older where we sit there and go, geez, when we were younger, grass was greener and people were nicer. I'm thinking it wasn't this violent. It wasn't. It wasn't. No. I mean, things seem to be ratcheting up and people seem to be more and more angry and it's a shorter, shorter fuse. You know, here's something from the other side. Is it maybe things aren't getting worse? Maybe they've always been this way and now we're just hearing about it? No. Because now we I have think more, that's the, now we have more access I believe to me. things. You, you think information's being shared at a greater rate so we're knowing about it? Yes. Well, of not only that, yeah. not only that, we have information that's right at our fingertips but also we have access to each other where in the past we did. I mean, think about... So you couple that with social media and you think that's the reason we're, we're getting all the horrible stuff. I'll tell you what. Let me, let me tell you something. I just went to uh, my high school reunion up in Toronto and I watched the news when I was up there. And I'll tell you what. They lead with a puppy being found Sure. They lead with somebody's home being fixed by the neighborhood. They lead with all this. It's positivity. It's, uh, like in, in America, Jack, if it that, bleeds, that, it leads. That, there you go. Well, that's right. your, you just answered your own question. But in though. Canada, they don't have nearly the violence. Nearly. They're getting there, but they don't have nearly the violence. But it seems like they put people in a better mood in what they present. Here, I'll give you an example. The LA riots. News camera, KTLA especially, kept going to areas where they were saying, well, there are no police here, and they can simply loot this grocery store if they wanted. Next thing you knew, they were breaking the windows. Okay, oh my gosh, we've my got point. us a news story. All right, but you're making my point. Yes. When you say that. So that's why I'm saying I don't know if things have gotten worse. I think that the social media, I think television has absolutely contributed to stoking the fire. I think it has poured gasoline on what is already simmering. I do think it's worse. I remember when the Palestinians blew up those planes in the 70s on the tarmac for all to see. That was tremendously shocking. Today, that would be the fourth or fifth or sixth story. Okay, okay, so yes, in 1972, but I'll tell you, you know, I mean, we've had serial killers since the beginning of the 20th century, but no one knew about it. And so, you know, we've had that conversation about Charles Manson, the Tate murders. That was so shocking to everybody, but now... It's not that big of a deal. Well, and I think because media is reporting on so many different things. We become I mean, desensitized. Yes. That's but very, that's I'm right. not willing to say that things are necessarily worse. I don't know. That's why I'm throwing that question out. No, there. he might be right. Oh, Paco might be right. No, I be- think it, when I was uh, in college, we actually took a lot of media studies into this. And it's true. We become so desensitized to the point. We don't necessarily react the same way we usually do. I think it's all part of a recipe. I think we've got. We've so got there, you're on to something. So right. who is making the recipe? Right. That well, is the real question. I think I think you've got pharmaceutical companies who are pumping all sorts of opioids and all sorts of stuff into kids. And and doctors are sitting there saying that the quick fix is give them a pill. And it's not going off the chemical balance of the way people think. And when you get, it's like somebody who's a drug addict. It doesn't promote rational thought. Okay, but I think people are just sick anyway. And when you have a choice, people are just going to choose to do the wrong thing. If I mean, you're not thinking rationally. I mean, I can give you... A serial killer from the beginning of the 20th century, his name was H.H. Holmes, who had a torture chamber. The, set up, the guy who built the hotel. Yes, yeah. bought a, yes, bought a hotel and set up a torture chamber for people and was killing them. And he set it up right by the World's Fair. So, you know, people were disappearing all over the place. And when they eventually caught up to him, they found it was just a total horror show with all the bodies and all the things that he had done to them. Right, but you okay. never know You never know what's going to trigger somebody's mind to go into that direction and go down that path and never come back. But I think well, it's the same look, things. The same things the, that triggered people in 1910, or I'm sorry, uh, when he was doing it in the 1800s throughout to uh, the beginning 
of the 20th century right. are the same things that mess people up now. I mean, oh. think about it. We haven't changed a bit. What have we learned and what have we improved upon as humans? We haven't really changed What have we that gotten much. better? What have we gotten better at as humans? Well, yes, we've moving. made advances, te- technological advances, but what have we done within ourselves? Not a I think thing. we have, we went through a period of literally like 60 years where we damaged ourselves through either cigarettes or drugs or processed foods. And I think we damaged our human bodies and we went into reproducing, reproducing, and people were mandatorily eating food with sugar because they thought it was better to have stuff with sugar because it tastes good. But I'll tell you what, you never know, like H.H. H. Holmes, you talk about that, we talk about Manson. I just recently found out John Wayne Gacy I didn't know what had triggered John Wayne Gacy's 30-something rampage of murder. You know how it started? I know, yes, I do. So so John Wayne Gacy is living with a roommate, and he's asleep. And the roommate is in his bedroom, standing over him with a knife in his hand. And Gacy gets up, freaked out, pulls the knife from him, stabs the guy to death, and didn't realize that the roommate was going in to ask him if he wanted something to eat. He had been cooking breakfast. It unleashed this beast in him, and he realized that was his passion. And it with, was there all the time. But see, here's the problem, though, with that. The problem that I have with that is, is that everybody has trauma in their life. That's and true. So, and so, so it's how you I don't, respond to it. Exactly. And I don't give anybody a pass because you've had something bad go on in your life. Then you start molesting boys, raping boys, killing them. Right. And you, know, became... same, you know, same thing with Bundy. Bundy had issues. You know, he had uh, mother issues. He wasn't sure about his sexuality. Give him right. No, he had that as well. Ish. Bundy had hatred toward women yes. because of his mother issues. Dahmer was a different case. And Dahmer committed his crimes in a calculated fashion in a state that didn't have the death penalty. By design. They asked him, why were you doing this up here? And he said, because there's no death penalty. Little did he know he'd have a roommate in his cell who would I mean, these guys the death are, penalty. I mean, these guys are doing this. You know, and I've had many com- conversations with Robin with a Y and you know we had an explosion of serial killers in the 70s mm-hmm. I mean just a total explosion right but yeah. now you notice we don't have serial killers now we have mass shootings and we have spree killers which is almost it's, the same thing and yeah, we exactly we don't it's have more serial killers time. because we have cameras everywhere Big right. Brother's and watching every forensics, single movie DNA yes. and that kind of stuff that takes uh, that takes it uh, away. I mean, Bundy would not have been as uh, prolific if we had had that. Same thing with the Green River Killer, who was menacing things. When I was living in Oregon, he was still free. People don't realize he was just caught. One of the most prolific serial killers was just caught in 2003. And you want to talk about being desensitized to things? They had 50 of the victims that he remembered killing all on the co- all on the cover of the newspaper. 50 women. Yeah, he just kept going after women. Yeah. Right. Well, he said he lost count. He said, well, I wasn't sure. I mean, he'd been killing for now, 30 now, I know Paco- years. But spinning this back to the, the original point where we were saying, you know, that the, the debate was, and certainly Jack, weigh in with what you have to say, mm-hmm. if you can weave it in, are things getting worse? And I'm not sure. Well, I think it's always been this way. You, I think you, that know, you know how... You know how- I think that monster has always been under the, the world's bed. Always now we're sitting. just looking under it. They went to Bundy for the Green River Killer. And the reason why they went to Bundy for the Green River Killer, because they were killing in the same fashion, in the same location. And I have long since theorized, and I've talked to Robin with a Y about this, I think that Bundy and actually the Green River Killer, I think they knew each other. I think so too. And not only that, folks, they were dropping bodies, they meaning um, Bundy and the Green River Killer, were dropping bodies in the same location and actually going back and performing necrophilia. Right. 
right. in the same, same area. And the same fashion, the yes, same, the same fashion. these two were two of a kind. And yes. you know but, what? Uh, I have to say too, they both experienced traumatic events growing up. That does not excuse their behavior. Of course Because not. all of us have decision to make a right decision or a wrong decision. Yeah. I can't stand when people like defend this. So, or well, throw you it know, into that was, trash can. Yeah. Of, oh, he, he's had trauma. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I've had trauma. <clears throat> you've had trauma, but I, I don't make decisions. I think you and I agree on this. The Green River Killer and Bundy were working in the same area, and I think they were part of the same union. Yes, and Ridgeway was smarter than all of them because he lasted 30 years. You think he was smarter because he lasted 30 years? Because unlike a lot of the other serial killers, he was not a loner. This man was able to be married with children. I mean, Ridgeway was coming home. Ridgeway was holding the job. People weren't thinking that he was weird. Gacy was married as well, but he was always hanging around boys, always dressing up like a clown, doing stuff. So people thought that he was weird. Not, yeah. not Ridgeway. Right. Not the Green River Killer. And that's why he was able to do it. And something else, which is bad for us in America, Ridgeway was smart enough, his victims were minority prostitutes. So and, easy and pickings. He, and yes, his, and he knew they that could no fall one out really, of society. Yes, the fall mm-hmm. out of society and right. no one really cared. And the thing about Ridgeway, and this is how arrogant he was, he was selecting his victims from the same place. Up and around the Seattle area, the, the SeaTac Highway, where all the truck stops are, and that's where all the prostitutes were going at that time. I don't think it's still like that now. However, that's where he was going and he would go every single week and pick up prostitutes. And, and he, then he, so he had a consistency enough, about him. Consistency, but here's the other thing. He didn't always kill them the first time around. He had, uh, he developed trust with them. So in other words, he'd have his transaction and then he'd go back to him. So that would also throw off the police. I did a film about 10 or 12 years ago in which we were covering a thing about, I played a reporter who was covering a thing about serial killers. Okay. And one of the interesting facts I did not realized, but since 1970 or 71, in the United States, all 50, there have been a consistent estimated 400 serial killers in this country Absolutely. at all times. Yeah. 400 out of 300 million people, there's 400 serial killers. That's a huge percentage. They are truckers. These guys are people that travel interstate. These are people that target children at schools. These are people that, that are grabbing people near the border. These are people that are really, really calculating. This is evil. This is just pure evil. There was something about the 70s where you had the explosion of serial killers, most specifically 1974, where a lot of them started killing. Green River, Bundy, Son of Sam, Gacy. They all started killing around that time. Yeah, but the a- Son of Sam had New York in a panic. And believe it or not, he gets caught because of a parking ticket. Yeah. Berkowitz it- gets caught because of a parking ticket. He parked in a no parking zone. And, and then they finally were able to put it together. So my... So my point with all this is that I don't know if things are getting worse. We've labeled all, we've labeled these monsters that we've had in the past. Right. But now if you look at the monsters that we have now. Virginia Tech shooting right. by Cho. Sandy Hook. I mean, all of these people are monsters that are equal. These are, so these are monsters that I think that are on par with what we had before. So and certainly... I'm sorry, go ahead. So they're just as prolific. They're just doing it all in one shot versus over 12 years. I also think part of the problem is the information highway of the internet has made it so that people can watch animated versions of what they might do and it's allowing the mind to say okay this is possible I can do sure. this but we have access to each other also if you recall does anybody here remember the book in cold blood yes, yes. yes. by Truman oh, yeah. Capote yeah. so that was based off of a true story and it was the death of the Cutter family and that was so shocking in 1955 because people couldn't believe that, that it was a home invasion and it was a bunch of drifters who had just enough money to get a car and drive around and do what they did you see yeah. it's now we have access to each other 
other. I mean, right. in 1955, I mean, how many cars did we have on the road then? Nowhere near as much as we do now. Lights, everything I, else. <laughs> We're talking about a lot of mobility. And, right. I mean, there was the freeway slasher from 75 to 82 sure. who finally got caught, and he was just picking up hitchhikers yes. and killing them. And the, the van was a bloody mess like a slaughterhouse. Mm. When they finally found this guy's van, he couldn't possibly have cleaned that van up. He couldn't have burned it and hidden all the, all the blood and bone back there. And he was just, I mean, I don't know how people didn't realize once they got in, they weren't getting out. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so it's we, really something. You know, we, we could actually dedicate an entire an episode. Entire I think we already did. We're getting a look, <laughs> getting a look from uh, Robin in the Robin past. with the Y has had Tell enough. Him. Okay, we're going to move him. on. I know I did horribly bad this week in football, but we'll talk about that later. Let's go to Do commercial. we have anything else that no, we let's, want let's, to take? Let's let our sponsors get a, let's do a break for them and let them get their word in, and then we'll come back in a couple of minutes. All right, people, so we will be right back. This is JV to the pros here, and we'll see you in just a couple. Hey there, Robin. Oh, yeah. So, I have an event going on. What do I do? Who do I go to? What do I do? Well, if you're in Southern California, you would call Bar None. Bar None is a local company that provides licensed bartenders for any event you can imagine. They cover weddings, corporate events, private parties, holiday parties, promotions, and life celebrations. Any kind of event you can imagine. We do large to small, and we do mild to wild, and everything in between. I like that. So yes. how do I find you guys? So you can look them up at www.barnone1, the number one, dot com, or you can give us a call, 619 952 I like it. So Excellent. you guys are the best? We are the best there is. Yes, we are. And we've got personal industry trained bartenders. All of our bartenders are licensed and we are the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're back. And you know what? We're going to shift gears here. We've been talking about some serious stuff. Let's go ahead and let's get into, you know, some sports. Yeah, it's been an exciting week. of uh, The weekend of sports, I mean, the Monday night game was like a playoff game. I mean, that was as good a football as you'll ever see. It was like, exciting. Yeah, I mean, that, that you couldn't have scripted that game. Anyway. I mean, unbelievable game. Probably the best game that I've seen all year. This year, this whole yeah. season, that was the best game. Yeah, it was I well mean, placed. Just, you know, you're never going to see Wilson turn around and throw an interception with the game on the line yes. right there at the 10 yard line so i mean the stuff we got to see and then the niners get a chance to win it and i'll tell you the problem with the 49ers it's their quarterback wait a second the problem with the eight and one 49ers let me hear this problem yeah the problem is their quarterback he turns the ball over too many times garoppolo yes garoppolo it, oh. garoppolo yeah. he's a turnover turn machine. he's a turnover see machine. you know who i think turns the ball over is daniel jones doesn't secure okay, the ball. but the Giants but have no Garoppolo shot. Has that the Giants problem. have no shot at anything. I don't think okay? the Patriots want to face this Niners team. Well, you've heard I, me say that yeah, already, yeah, Mr. Jack. Now, now that I'm seeing this shape up, you had Christian McCaffrey as the MVP, okay. and I'm like, okay, he's not the MVP. Well, I had I the said MVP week ten. We're going to know when week the water three. levels are. Right, but I said, okay. come week 9 or 10, that's where the water levels. And everybody's got a chance to see. They know how to play you. And Christian McCaffrey all of a sudden just started running in mud. So I'm like, okay, that, that's he's not the MVP. Who do you think the MVP is? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, that's who I think it is too. But if Garoppolo keeps playing the way he's doing, the 49ers, I'm sorry, they're going to get knocked out. Really? And that's why I picked against them. That's why I picked the Seahawks to win. And you asked me I'm not sure because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, this I mean, week, look, we both took we, a bath yeah. on this. I if mean, we I were was in wrong. Vegas, we'd be hitchhiking home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, 
I mean, what happened there? I mean, you have you have Mahomes throwing for a thousand yards and they still lose. Mahomes right. back. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> and the Browns beat the Bills. I mean, you know, things went crazy. This it was the world of bizarro this week. But, so you know, the other thing is coaches and offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special teams. Everybody's getting a chance to look at all the footage. Unless you have a playoff book, everything is out there now. Unless you have a separate book just for the playoffs, they've gotten to see all your looks. They know exactly what they're doing. The one thing I have noticed, and I've noticed this for four games in a row, is the Chargers' left guard, every time they're about to snap the ball, he points at somebody on the defense, comes set, and the moment he comes set, the ball is snapped. You can almost time that to rush in, and that's what defenses have been doing. And I'm thinking, why don't the Chargers know this? Every time that, that left guard points, he points at somebody, like, keep an eye on him, down, he's set, and the ball gets snapped. It's immediate. There's no delay. And these guys are timing it to run in one second after he comes set. One second, boom, and they're in. Things like that, everybody is getting to know. They're getting to know the idiosyncrasies. Yeah. I, I'm done picking the Carson City Chargers. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. You did know. you call them the Carson City Chargers? Because they are. The, I mean, the CCC, Carson yeah. City Chargers. <laughs> and they say LAC. It's like the LA Clippers. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the games that are coming up. What do we have coming up? This well, week? first off, what is our record? Here we are. Well, no, so, we, we don't have time for well, that. No, no, yeah, we don't. What's do. our record? No, we're running I out just want to tell need you guys. <laughs> so this week, Where are we at? this week, you know, I like to do my own little picks here and there. Yeah. So this week, Corey got four right, Jack got three right, and <clears throat> I got seven. You got seven? I got seven. This goes to show you what people can get lucky. Girl power. <laughs> Hello. You, <laughs> you got seven. You want to know something? My office poll, I think you would have won this week. Oh. I think the winner got five or six. You know, you can consult with me. <laughs> Throwing darts at a board. Throwing darts at a board can work sometimes. It's a system as any, yeah. you know? Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine if you'd been in Vegas, people would have been tearing each other's heads off? Oh, I know. But here's the thing. Those Robin picks were logical, seven. though. I, I mean, look, Carson City, for them to lose the way that they loss again spectacularly see and that's you what know? i was telling karen i said look we sit there and we figure out okay this is what these guys do on offense this is how many points they give up in defense their special team is good for the strip sacks and, and we and we turn around and, and we sift it all down and we say here will be the winner and they lose and i go with my gut and they win <laughs> and robin robin has the better so if we go to vegas for the super bowl we take robin exactly. and robin do all the picks <laughs> all right so what, no. what do we have coming up this so, week what's so thursday's game just on the season since we've been counting. no no we, we do we're Running at, we, go ahead. <laughs> we got Corey at 38, Jack at 25. There we go. Okay. okay, so I did say I would spot you 13 games, and now, oh, now yes. I yes. have spotted that was your spread, was 13. You spotted me 13. <laughs> 13. Spotted, spotted me 13. Me my spread. Now it's time for when me to your play. spread. I think of food. I caught you this which you still week, owe me three dinners. Three dinners. Well, we're going to do a dinner. Three dinners, dinner three dinner Super Bowls. All right. Four of us will go to dinner. All right. All right. Okay, so. What do we got? <laughs> we've got Steelers at the Browns. All right, I'll go first. Division. Hated I, game. I think the Steelers are on a roll. Yes. And I said this before. That trade that they made for getting Minka Fitzpatrick yes. has saved their season. That guy is a major playmaker. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so Amazing. you're going with the Steelers? I'm all the okay. way going with the Steelers. And Jack? I'm going with Butter. Butter? Yeah, because the, the Steelers are on a roll. Is that? Oh, so you're going with the Steelers? <laughs> Steelers oh, okay. Yeah. Steelers are on a roll. I'm you calling said, them Butter. You said Butter, and I was like, Brown Butter? Butter goes on okay. a roll. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> okay, Jets at Redskins. Oh, wow, this is a tough one. Ha, <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> you know what? I actually think I'm taking my jets in this. I, I really am. I'm oh my taking goodness. my jets in this game. I would have gone against them pretty much. Like I went against them with the Giants, and they won. And now the Empire State Building is lit <laughs> up in <and> green. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Jets. You're going to take the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets because I don't believe in Washington at all. I don't believe in Washington. You know, I have such a lead. I can do a throwaway game, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and pick the Redskins just for the hell of it. Okay, so I don't really believe that the Redskins are going to are going to beat them, but I refuse to pick the Jets. <laughs> That's really what it comes I'm down to. I'm giving you the evil eye. Yes, right I'm not picking the New York <laughs> you Jets. Rotten bastard. Yes. So I'm picking the Redskins also. Really? I am. Yeah. I'm being ganged up on. I, well, I think the Jets well, you're, suck. You're, the Redskins so. are terrible. You're a sweet. And they have you're the worst ownership. And, and so are you, Robin. <laughs> that eliminates me as being a doll. <laughs> Hey, when it comes to that, Paco's word is gold. I'm sorry. Paco says it, and it is. That's right. Paco and why is that? Because Paco is the last man standing. Last man standing. That's All right. right. Next one. What do we got? Jaguars at the Colts. Ooh. All right. Yeah, so this is a good I, one. So I'll take this. I'm going to go ahead and go, even though the Jags are on Don't the road. Don't pick what I'm going to pick. I'm going with the Jags. So I am too. Game. Okay, I'm taking the Colts. Right, I'm taking the Colts. All right. Bills. I thought you were going to take the Colts. I said, don't pick what I'm going to pick. I want a chance. I like the Colts. I want a game, I'm going a game with the game here. Okay. Bills at Dolphins. Oh, stop. I'm going Quickly. with the I'm going Bills. With Bills. Bills. Not Bills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Bills. Wait a second. What did you take? What did you Same take, Same thing. Yeah. Bills? It's not even worth... Uh, anything with you the Dolphins is not even you worth discussing. You picks. Well, that's why I'm ahead, so I don't think I'm copying your picks. All right. <laughs> Cowboys at Lions. The boys. Now, this is a game. Yes, I'm choosing this the... This is a game. I'm choosing the Lions. I'm just right, so you have right two there. teams that are unreliable. I think Robin mm-hmm. should pick last, and she's mm-hmm. she's got the magic touch. We should pick, and then let Robin I mean, the Cowboys, pick. just when you think, okay, they're going to go on a roll, they have all of this talent... And then what do they do? They, oh, throw no. up a, they throw up a clunker. Right. Okay, what do they do? Oh, no, we suck again. Yes. <laughs> but they no, throw up you. The... <laughs> you know what? As far as the Cowboys go, I'm going to call them sir. Loose sir. I'm going to take Detroit. <laughs> Detroit Cowboys? Yeah, Detroit <laughs> yeah. Cowboys, yeah. I'm taking the Lions. Detroit the Lions. is in the same boat, as far as I'm concerned, as Carson City, and I just want to pick them. So I'm actually going to go ahead and go with the Cowboys. You understand this is becoming a swing week, right? You're not picking anything. I'm all of a sudden catch up this, this week. This is exciting, okay. yeah. This well, is very we'll, exciting. Well, we'll right. see. Okay. Robin with a Y. We got Texans at Ravens. I can't go this Lamar Jackson. This is a fantastic game. This is a great game. Yes. But I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to go in on the Ravens. I'm Two dynamic quarterbacks. Yeah. The Ravens just beat a mediocre team last week, and, and I think the Ravens will be able to take the Texans. They beat the Patriots. Oh, wait a minute. This is the Texans and the Ravens, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Who would you think we were talking about? Okay. I, you said Raiders, I thought. No, Ravens. No, Ravens. Okay. Ravens. I'm actually going with the Texans. Me too. Taking, both taking the Texans. Yeah, Boy, I'm going with the Texans. This is a big swing week for me. Either I go way in the tank or I catch up. <laughs> Right. Okay, Falcons at Panthers. I'm going with the Panthers. Interesting. My, my gut has spoken. Go ahead, Jack. See, she, she, she shouldn't go first. <laughs> I, I'm going to take the Panthers. And I'm actually taking the Panthers as well. See, the boys follow me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Saints at Buccaneers. I look for the Saints to bounce back. Really round, bounce back. Yeah, rebound game for the Saints for sure. I don't know what happened last week, but they couldn't have done, they couldn't get out of their own way last week. They could not do any, 11 penalties, 10 of which were crucial to give up first downs back to the team. I was just like, when I watched that game, I was like, how did that just happen? So, but here's the thing with the Bucks, though. The Bucks can score and they will stress you. When you, anytime you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as your 
to leading receivers, you're going to stress the defense. I agree. So but- I don't think it's going to be that easy on paper. You're going to think that the Saints are going to uh, roll over, but no. I, and I think with Bruce Arians, who I respect as a coach. Very much so. I think this is going to be a little bit closer than people realize. I, you know what? I think Jameis Winston is a turnover machine. I'm he going is. against him. Yeah, mm. well, that, that will undo them. So I yeah. am picking the Saints. I, I got Me the Saints. Too. Next we have Broncos at the Vikings, and I'm going for the Vikings. Why do you keep going first when we keep telling you to go last? <laughs> <laughs> you had the lead last week. I just you want to, to go last. your minds. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I'm going to take the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings as well. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos are have. I don't think no, they the have Broncos the are done. I mean, well, I don't think they have the personnel you, to go up against well, the Vikings. Do you know who their quarterback is? I challenge the two of you to. It's not name Flacco. The quarterback. It's not Flacco. It's not Flacco. Do you know who it is? Who Broncos? Geno Smith. Yeah. Vikings. Not <laughs> even Geno. Not even Geno Smith. Brandon Allen. Let that sink in. Fantasy. That means uh, there are three quarterbacks name, with the last name of Allen yeah. in, in the NFL right now. Yes. Is there so anybody that Allen? has him on your fantasy league? Anybody out there? Do you have Brandon Allen? Good luck. I told you I thought it was really funny that the quarterback for Jacksonville is in a fantasy football league mm-hmm. in which nobody picked him in their fantasy <laughs> league and he didn't pick himself and he's still available. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Nobody's he heard of himself okay. in his own Move fantasy Move it along. League. Move along. Cardinals at the 49ers. I would not want to be the Cardinals. <laughs> I got my pick already. Yeah, I think you got your pick. I think the Cardinals are in for a beating. I think they may put 50 on them. I think the And Niners, your pick is? The Niners. <laughs> The Niners. Niners. I think the Niners okay. dropped 50 on them. Yes, yeah. I do. I do think that the Niners will win, but I think that the defense from the Cardinals, and the Cardinals can score, they're going to put a hat on Garoppolo. Just as a side note, I'm thinking 18 and a half should be the spread on that game. I think that the Niners win by more than 19. Okay. Till yeah. I see more from that quarterback, I'm telling you. I'm okay, keep so what's your, what's your I said 49ers. Oh, okay. Yeah, Niners, he's, he's not stupid. All right. Patriots at Eagles. This is going to be a good game. And I have my pick. It's going to be a good game. However, I am picking the Philadelphia Eagles because the the Philadelphia Eagles do a couple of things that the Patriots struggle with right now at this point. And that is the Patriots cannot block Tom Brady. The Eagles get after the quarterback. Also, the Eagles run. They are committed to running. And right now, the uh, Pats, they're just leaking oil when it comes to the run. So now, I look, Here's an odd twist because you're a Patriots fan, but you're not taking the Patriots this no, week. No, because see, I'm not a card-carrying homer Patriots fan, like I, if they don't play well or if I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, I will say that. Here's what I think. I think the Patriots had two bye weeks in losing to the Ravens and then an actual bye week. I don't think Belichick and I certainly don't think Brady and his ego are going to, I think they're going to go in there and absolutely show up in a leather outfit and whip them. So I think it's the Patriots. Okay. I'm taking the Patriots and you're not. All right. I'm not as confident in, in Tom. Uh, oh. I know this is sacrilegious for you yeah. Patriot fans out there, but uh, no, I think, Brady, I think the Patri- I Brady's think the Patriots, making me a little nervous. I think the Patriots put 40 on the board for them. I said 50 from the Niners. I said 40 from the Patriots against the Eagles. They I put like 40 that. up there. Okay. Yeah. Shocked. I think the Patriots are going to be a scary team. I would not want to play the Patriots. Well, nobody wants to play them. No, no. I think they're angry. I agree with Jock. I think they're going to go. Okay, in there but and you have to block your forty-two-year-old quarterback. I don't care how angry you are. If you don't block him, it doesn't matter. That's their whole and job. And then when he starts pouting, mm-hmm. and then he just throws it up for anybody. I mean, look at his body language. You sure you're a Patriots fan? 
I love the Patriots, <laughs> but I do call it like I see it. Okay. All right. Next, we've got Bengals at Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Yeah. Me too. Like, I'm not going to go with a lot of comment on no, that. No, the Bengals, the, Bengals I mean, yeah, the Bengals are tanking. Bengals are a mess. Now, yeah, now, have the Bengals won any games? No. They, they may go 0 for the season. Yeah, yeah oh they, they want yeah, the, the, Bengals, num- they want the number donut. one pick. Okay. Yeah, the Bengals have a donut going on. Yeah. Bears at Rams. Interesting game. The Bears. Well, I'll tell you what, I, that is an interesting game because the Bears have underwhelmed me this mm-hmm. year and the Rams have underwhelmed me. And it's your turn to go first. I see you looking at me like, which way is Corey going to go? No, no, no. I'm not looking at you. I'm not depending on you for a pick. But I'll tell you what. See, you get I'll a real analysis for me. Who's the home game? Who's the home game? Bears at Rams. Warmer weather. It's one degree in Chicago. Oof. I'm going to take the Bears. One degree in Chicago and a lot of snow. And a lot of snow. They're going to be happy to be in Southern California near me. This is Ram, <laughs> This is Rams at Bears? No. Bears at Bears Rams. At Rams. Oh, Bears at Rams. Right. Okay, so then I'm going with the Rams. Ooh, okay. Wow, we have a lot of differences this week. Mitch Trubisky, come oh, on. I know. Now, how is it that I can now, say wait. Mitch Trubisky? No problem. But then I struggle with San Ysidro. Oh, you said it. I said it? Yeah. Did I really say it? San Ysidro. So then why was I messing? See, now you just messed me up. No, San Ysidro. It's a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say yes. Let me say it first. Anyway, Trubisky. Let me say it first. San Ysidro. There you go. We'll cut out all this stuff. You know what we're going to do? Hang on. Hang on. Just just use your mouth and don't say anything. Just just San Ysidro. Say it without using your voice. This is what we want. This is what we want for the bloopers. I'll say it for you. We want this for the bloopers. San Ysidro. Yeah, no, just mouth just, it. Just mouth it. San Ysidro. San Ysidro. San Ysidro. So I, I think Trubisky. I think Trubisky got the message the last game. He was stunning. What message game. is that? Stop no, sucking. He, he he's played. He played <laughs> near his potential last game. Uh, so I'm going to say Trubisky may have figured it out, oh, or they may have figured out what he was doing wrong. Did he throw for 200 yards? I mean, give me a break. Threw for 300 yards. He did. Yeah, he threw for 300 yards. Maybe it's the game. first time or second time. In second this time this season. All right. So yeah. Chiefs or Chargers? What's it going to be? Chiefs at Chargers in yes, Carson. In Carson. Now wait a second. Think about in how Carson. cold it is in Kansas City. They're going to be happy to be in, in they Carson. They are going to roll. I chose the Chiefs. I think they're going to like. She goes for it. You got to go last. <laughs> All right. I'm going to. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs. Now here's the thing, though. Don't be surprised. I'm picking the Chiefs, but don't be surprised if Carson City, because this is what they do. They're going to get up for the Chiefs, because they do. They get up for the Chiefs. They get up for the Raiders. I don't know. You could have a crazy upset. I mean, but my logic says go with the Chiefs. Well, the Chargers upset the Bears. I mean, everybody in Vegas was tearing up tickets. The Bears aren't that I good, mean, man. And the Chargers, I mean, and then the Chargers lost the game. You, they should have won. Part of the reason why you're so behind me is because you keep picking the Bears, and I don't understand it. I stayed with the Bears too long. Yeah. And now Trubisky looks and like you're he's a Jet there, fan. Back and, yeah, and you're and, a Jet and, fan. And, and, you and, I, and I believed in the Jets until I couldn't believe in them anymore. <laughs> and then when I stopped believing in them, they started winning. <laughs> How did they start winning? They were, it's the two I took Dallas. Two and eight. I took How Dallas start and they beat Dallas. Okay. I took the Giants. They beat the Giants. I mean, All right. So those are, so those are our picks for the week. Those are our picks for the week. And in case there's a tiebreaker, what do you think the total in the Chiefs Chargers is going to be? The total? Yeah. I'm going to say 41. Combined? No, 41 total. Yeah, total points for the game. Okay. 41 is my 41, opinion. not yeah. a chance. I'm going 59. Ooh, that's going to be high. high. Yeah, I'm going high. Wow. It's just closest. It's not closest without going over. Yeah, I'm going 59. 59. Okay. Wow. 
Jeez, you, you're I, thinking it's going to be like a 35-30 game or something. or something. Oh, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, this okay. is the Chiefs you're talking about. Most prolific offense hey, in the you league. you got a 13-game lead. You could be really wrong this week. I Look, I was really wrong last week, and you still couldn't catch me. <laughs> <laughs> I was still one really? game back. Keep picking the bear. Keep picking the Bears and the right. Lions and Carson City. And the Jets. And the Jets. <laughs> yeah, and the Jets. All right, I get folks. you every time. That is our show for this week. JV to the pros. I'm Jack Vecchio with Corey Ramsey. And you bet. And I'm here with Paco, last man standing. Technical engineer. Genius. Te- All right. And Robin with a Y in the nest. Producer extraordinaire. All right, folks. We will see you next time. Be good. Thanks, folks.